God bless you, church. Lovely to be here with you again. And um, I echo what um, Dominic sang about, um, you know, I acknowledge our Archbishop. We thank you for uh, the Lord for his life. Um, and, you know, we, we pray for a, a, a good report when he comes back because it's a mighty work that's happening in Turkey, you know, and it's not to be underestimated, you know. And, um, you know, we pray that all goes well today, that the Lord brings him back safely. And, um, you know, we look forward to what, what he's going to share with us. Um, and also, again, with, um, with the rest of the leadership, we do pray for their safe return. We, we acknowledge our, um, our senior pastor again also. And, um, you know, we pray that for their safe return. Amen. The, the theme for, for today um, that, that the Lord has, has placed upon my heart is um, security in God. And the, the statement might be an obvious statement, actually, because, you know, we're in church and, you know, a gathering of believers. Of course, our security is going to be in God. You know, that, that's why we're here, because we acknowledge that, that you know, God is, is sovereign over our lives. But there are times in our walk where that's not the case, where we, we, we don't always experience that and we feel that, that the Lord is not with us. And when, um, when I was preparing for the word, he, 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 he really took me on a journey. And, you know, he, he reminded me of when I first came to the Lord. And, you know, I made many mistakes, many, many mistakes in, in how, how I shared the gospel with, with others. And before I go any further, I just want to um, lay two, two sort of scriptures as, as, as the sort of the, the foundation. The first one is in Proverbs, if um, staff can get that up for us. Proverbs uh, 3, verses 5 to 6. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. And the, the other scripture is in um, 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. There is now no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves, involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. So if, if we just keep those at the back of our minds, those scriptures, um, as, as our foundational scriptures for today. So as I was saying, when I, when I, when I first came to the Lord, um, I was very zealous for the Lord, you know, as I'm sure we can all perhaps relate to that in one way or another. And um, I thought... At, my, my role or, or what the Lord wanted from me at the time was to not only share the gospel, but for those individuals to commit their lives, um, come to church and be baptised all in one go. You know, I, I felt that I was some sort of a, a packager for, for God to package everyone, bring them to church and in a sense, um, you know, get them saved. And it was all about me. And it was all about unless, unless I, you know, unless that didn't happen, I would get quite disappointed. And, and, and you know, 
and, and that's not right. Maybe we can relate to that. I, I don't know. But that's, that's, how, that's how I felt at the time. And it was like I was giving myself these, these kind of imaginary targets to, to, to achieve. It was like... It was amazing. It was it's really, really strange. And it's like, the, it was like I can feel the Lord sort of saying to me, I'm going to do something about that, that person's competitiveness. You know, I'm going to do a work in him. You know, I want, I want to sort of tone it down a little bit. And, you know, as, as we walk more and more in the Lord, he does begin to do that. He does begin to give us a, a clearer perspective of who we are in him. But, but that's not always the case. It doesn't matter how long we've been in the Lord. Um, we could be new, new Christians. We could be in, in the Lord for, for over 30 years like I have. But there, there, there will be times in our walk where we don't always feel the presence of the Lord. We don't always feel his security. We, we don't always feel that he's guiding us. But there's, there's a big difference. There is a big difference in when we <clears throat> walk in the Lord in our own strength and when we walk with him at our side. A big difference, you know. And... It's evident very often as well. The, the way we inter interact with each other is evidence, you know. The, the, the way we interact at home, the way we interact at our workplace. And I think, for, for me, most importantly is the way we share, our, we share our faith with others, you know. And this was something that was so... Over the last sort of few days, it was so strong in my heart. And, and I pray that the message really goes out and you, you receive that the best place to be is in, is in God and to feel and to experience his security. Because our whole walk will change. Our whole walk will be different. Self will come out of the equation and we, we will be able to walk with the Lord in, in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? And that, that's what I want to try and get across to you today. And I pray that, that it does come across. Sometimes in, in our life they're, they're, and, and in, in, during our walk, there are key pointers in our life where we feel that something isn't quite right. Something, it's not the Lord doing the work, but there's a lot of self in that, as, you know, in, in what we're trying to do. And there are key things that, that, that come out. And I want, I want to sort of share, share that with you today. The, the first pointer that, that the Lord sort of showed me was the, 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 um, the ability to listen to someone who believes differently to what we do. Yeah? Now, I know that was my, one of my first mistakes. That when, when I was so zealous to share the word with, with others, and... It was like I didn't give the other people a chance to say what they needed to say. And what does that tell you? What does that tell you about someone who perhaps sort of does this? Or, or what can we learn from ourselves when we may do this? One of the scriptures that I read at the beginning was about fear. And, and very often what, what happens is that because we, we may be new, newly into the faith, we, it's like we, we just want to hear the sound of our voice. 
We, we don't want anyone to say to us, for example, um, actually, I don't, I don't agree with what you're saying, because maybe that will throw us a little bit. Maybe that will throw us off the track, and, and we, we kind of don't know what to do at that point. So, so what we do is we just continually talk. We continually talk and talk and talk, and, and, and we, we leave that place. We haven't given that person the chance to sort of say what's in their heart. They may even say that they agree with us, you know? But, but we haven't given them the chance to sort of say anything. And sometimes, even as, you know, Christians that have been in the faith for a long time, we can fall into that trap. Yeah, we can still fall into that trap. And maybe as, as a pointer for us to, next time we're sharing our faith, see where we are, where we're, where we are with that, that, that sort of um, interaction with others, Yeah. And just to look at some, some scriptures that kind of confirm that, um, we, we, we'll read again in, in 1 John 4.18, it says, There is no, no now no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. And, and if we have the love of God permeating through us, that, that fear is not going to be there. And we'll be able to share our faith in a way that draws others, you know, and, and is, is, a, is something that they will want to hear more of. The other, the other pointer I've, I've, I've got here, and I've got a few of them, um, the ability to serve without any recognition, yeah? And again, this is a trap that we can fall into that we, we serve in the Lord and we fall into the trap of wanting to please man instead of pleasing God. And in Galatians 1.10, we just turn to that, it says, For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. So if we are... In, a, in the church or if we are out doing the Lord's work and our, our mind is on how good we look or, or um, that, that I'm doing this in my own strength and not bringing the Lord into the equation, are we a bondservant of the Lord or are we a bondservant, if you like, of ourselves yeah, and wanting to please others? In, in Matthew 6, verses 1 to 4, it reads as follows. It says, Take heed that you do not do your charitable, charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you do your charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and the streets, and they may, that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you do your charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be in secret, and your father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. Amen. The next pointer is the ability to, to give without any, any recognition. Yeah? to give of, of ourselves 
to give of our finances. Again, similar sort of thing, that we do not allow self to take over. We do not allow self to uh, think that, that we've, just, we've, we've done a good deed, but we've done it for the Lord, and that's important. Yeah? And, and in Luke 21, verses 1 to 4, and this is, this is powerful because it, it, it speaks volumes. And it says, um, And he looked up and saw the rich putting their gifts into the treasury. And he saw also a certain poor widow putting two mites. So he said, Truly I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all. For all these out of their abundance have put in offerings for God. But she out, for the, out of her poverty put in the livelihood, put in the livelihood that, that she had. Amen. And it's powerful that she didn't have much. She had two mites, and two mites is, is, is nothing. But, and, and she had nothing, in a sense, propping her up. She didn't have riches. But to her, she was given for God, and that was the most important thing for her. But yet, the, the, the others gave out the abundance of, of what they had. And, and, and it's difficult because when, when, for some, when we, when, 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 when we do have a lot, it's easy to give. It's easy to give from our abundance. But on the other hand, some find it difficult to give from their abundance. Amen? And... This is a work that the Lord has to do within us on a daily basis. But in order for that to, to, to bear fruit, that work to bear fruit, we've got to understand what it is to be secure in God. That our security lies in him and not in, in all of these, these sort of areas. Amen. The next pointer is the ability to rejoice with another without feeling entitled or threatened. Yeah? So think about, think about what that's saying. The, the ability to rejoice with, with another without feeling entitled or, or threatened. And in Romans 12, 15, 8, it says, Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, and as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Amen. The next pointer that, that, that I've got here is, is the ability to wait on the Lord and not to second-guess him. And this is, this is a big one, I think, for, for many of us, you know. Very often we, we say that we're waiting upon the Lord and we pray and we bring the Lord into the situation. But, but how patient are we to wait for an outcome? How, how patient are we to... Um, see what the Lord is going to do in that situation. And I've also said here not to second-guess him. And 
And I, and I, and I thought, well, what, the, what does this actually mean to second guess him? You know, and I've written down here, not to try and anticipate what he's going to do next and I kind of run ahead of ourselves, yeah? And I know I sometimes have a situation, you know, I ask the Lord to come into us, but I could be very impatient sometimes. And that's not the Lord, that's, that's not what the Lord wants for us, you know? And again, it shows where we are perhaps and, and, and in relation to the security of the Lord and how much trust we have for him. And this was um, something that, that I was looking at in, in, in more detail in, um, in the book of Exodus. And I want to have a look at this because um, for me it kind of uh, showed how um, a mighty man of God in, 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 in Moses had the same, same, same problem. And as we know the, the, the story, he, he was um, asked by God to go and speak to the people, to, to speak to Pharaoh, to let his people go. Yeah, so let, let's just have a look at this, and I'll I kind of elaborate a little bit more in, in a minute. Um, actually, before I do, let, let's just turn to Isaiah 55, 8. And this, this, is, this is it still in relation to um, trying to second-guess God and trying to, to sort of run ahead of ourselves um, and, and having that ability to wait upon the Lord. Isaiah 55, 8 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. You know, what the Lord has planned for us in our journey, very often we can't see. But the skill is for us to trust in that and, and to wait upon him. And, and as we've said throughout the, 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 the message, he will direct our ways. And if we turn to Exodus um, chapter 5, verses uh, 22 to 23. So it says, So Moses returned to the Lord and said, Lord, why have you brought trouble on this people? Why is it you have sent me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has done evil to this people. Neither have you delivered your people at all. You know, and if you re remember the narrative, it's, he, he went to speak to Pharaoh. And instead of Pharaoh, in a sense, taking note of what, what, he, was, what he was saying, it actually made Pharaoh even more annoyed. So what he did, he, he put on, on the uh, Israelites more and more uh, work, more and more strain. It, it actually got worse. And I don't know if, if, if you can kind of relate to that because we, we may have prayed to the Lord and we may have asked the Lord to, to intervene in certain things in our lives, but actually they've, they've got worse. They, they've, um, they've not got better. They've not improved. They, you know, we find ourselves, in a sense, worse than, than when we'd actually started. And this is exactly what was happening here. And this was Moses' grievance to, to God. You know, why has this happened? You know, you asked me to go and speak to, to Pharaoh. You asked me to do so many things to, to show him that you're in control. But yet, things have got worse. 
Things have, have not improved. They're, they're in more, more in bondage than they were when, before I first started speaking to them. And actually, that's, that's quite a scary situation to be in. You know, we, we're, we're in a situation, we think it's sort of bad. We go and try and, and speak to the Lord. Actually, it gets even worse. But, but the skill for us, that's when, when our security in the Lord is tested. Where, where are we at in that situation or in those situations that we find ourselves on a daily basis, perhaps, on a weekly, yearly basis? You know, it's commonplace in, in our walk. Where are we at with that? Do we still say to the Lord, I trust you? Do we still say to the Lord, um, your will be done? Or do we try and make things better? That's human nature, isn't it? Human nature is to, to rush out and try and, and make things better. I know I do. And I, I, know I do that all the time. But I know I've got to learn to trust in the Lord more. And, and not just say that I trust in the Lord. Evidence that in my daily walk. Amen. And, and trusting in the Lord and, and knowing that he's in control and receiving that as a, perhaps as a revelation in our lives disperses with all anxiety. Anything that, that perhaps is, is, is oppressing us disperses all that because my Lord is looking after the situation and I believe that and I believe that my Lord is looking after the situation. So I trust in him. It's not my problem to carry. It's not my issue to carry. I'm giving it over to the Lord. And that is born out of having that real sense of trust in the Lord. And real sense of knowing that whatever the situation is, however he navigates us through that situation, something good is going to come out of it. Amen. Something better is going to come out of it. And it was evidenced in, in Moses' life. You know, he, he led the people out. He led the Israelites out, Israelites out in the end. And they came before um, the crossing of the Red Sea. And he said to them, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Amen. That's what it's about. After all, that's why we believe. That's why we trust in him. It's him that's going to do the work. And we've got to learn to walk in that. Amen. And in Exodus 6 1, we turn to that. Then the Lord said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh, for with a strong hand he will let them go, and with a strong hand he will drive them out of his land. Amen. And sometimes we need we do need to be reminded. We do need to be reminded by the Lord. Hold on. Don't run away with yourself and with your fears and with your concerns. I'm in control. And that's what he was doing here. He was doing this every time with Moses because Moses was was a man that was a reluctant leader. He was very reluctant in in wanting to lead the Israelites. Think about where he came from. He was born um, 
you know, and, and taken in by, by Pharaoh, in a sense, and, and he was brought up in, 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 a, in, a, in a sort of, in a lovely life, if you like. You know, he, he, he wanted for nothing. But he had a heart for his people. But yet, there were was, there was certain things about him that he struggled with. The word says that he had a speech impediment. Yeah? The word says that uh, he, was an, he was an angry man. He murdered someone. Yeah? But the Lord used him. Yeah? And perhaps when, when the Lord was saying to him, you're going to lead my people out, perhaps these things were at the back of his mind still. You know? And that's what happens a lot of the time. You know, the, the, the Lord would take us to, to, uh, down a, a certain path, but in the back of our mind is perhaps things that have happened in the past and that, that, are, that are still um, bugging us and still trying to keep us sort of uh, down and, and keep us um, uh, ineffective for, for the Lord. Yeah, but our security lies in God. Just remember that. In Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, As I've said right at the very beginning, that's what I said about having these as foundational scriptures. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. And I've highlighted something here where it says, in all your ways acknowledge him. Yeah? And what that means for me, and as I was looking at this, in our everyday lives bring him into everything that we do. However small, however big it might be. Learn to do that. Learn to do that more and more and not um, move in our day without acknowledging him. Yeah? And then it goes on to say, and he shall direct your path. And he will direct us and we won't even know about it. We won't even know that he's directing us because it will be so natural. And, and for me, that's my prayer. My prayer is to know that the Lord is leading me and he's leading me in such a natural way that I don't even realise it. I don't even realise it. He's taking me from place to place. And, and I know that it's his will. Amen. And that should be the will for, for your lives as well. Amen. And another pointer I, I've, I've got here, that, and again, this is something that, that perhaps I struggled with in the past as well. The ability to recognise and accept that life has its ups and downs and that God is not just with us for the ride. Amen? Again, I remember when I first came to the Lord. There, there, there was a lot of ups and downs, a lot of ups and downs. And there was a lot of things that I, that I, that I kind of struggled with. And, sorry, I'm just going to come back to my... And, and, and when we do go through trials and tribulations, a, a lot of the time we think, where is God in all of this? You know, and it's only until I began to learn, that's, that, that's the way life is. That's the way things are in, in this dimension. Life, because you are a Christian, it doesn't mean that everything's going to run smoothly. That, that's, that should be so far, so far from our thoughts but God is the same in those situations. He doesn't change. 
He doesn't change in those situations. And he, he's, not, he's not just in it to just to stand back and watch us go through things. That's not what he's about, you know? He's about working with us in those situations. And the way to engage him is to know that he's our security. If we try to go through those ups and downs in our own strength, it won't work. We become consumed. We become overwhelmed. But that's not what God wants for us. Let's turn to, to James. James uh, 1, chapters, verses, um, sorry, verses 2 to 4. And again, this, these, these are scriptures that, that I've held on. And I always come back to, always come back to these scriptures. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. And I, my goodness, did I struggle with that. When it says, count it all joy when you fall into trials. For me, that just did not make sense. That did not make sense. And, and it says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let your patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And I'm learning now, when I, when I look at these verses, to not think about count it all joy when you fall into trials, but to think about what it's going to produce Amen. at the end. Amen. You know, the patience, the perseverance, the, um, the wisdom, the... the uh, the, the change of heart, the, the compassion for others. These are the sorts of things and the work that, that, that the Lord is talking about here. You know? He's not saying us to focus on going around and saying, oh, I'm going through something and I'm really happy about it. <laughs> That's not what he's saying. <laughs> That's not what he's saying. You know? Hallelujah, I've learned that. Yeah? That's not what he's saying. He's saying, think about the outcome of you going through that journey. Amen. Look what happened to Moses. Look what happened to Moses. And we're, I'm going to look at um, Joseph as well and, and what happened to him. Um, let's turn to Romans 5, verses 1 to 5. And it says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that the true tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God, and this is powerful has been poured has been, and that's a powerful word has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us we have the Holy Spirit with us and the scripture says the love of God through the power of the Holy Spirit has been poured into our hearts 
Amen? Trials of life produce patience, completeness, perseverance, perseverance, character, and hope. Amen. As we kind of be, as I begin to kind of uh, conclude, I want to look at um, some verses in in Genesis and 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 a little bit about the life of. Um, of Joseph. And if we turn to Genesis 50, um, we're going to be reading from verses 15 to 26. And remember the message is about security in God and who, who, who is our security? You know, what do we place our security in? And it says here, um, when Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, perhaps Joseph will hate us and may actually repay us for all the evil we did to him. So they sent messengers to Joseph saying, before your father died, he commanded saying, thus you shall say to Joseph, I beg you, please forgive the trespass of your brothers and their sin, for they did evil to you. Now please forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of your father. And Joseph wept when they spoke to him. Then his brothers also went and fell down before his face, and they said, Behold, we are servants. Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid, for I am in the place of God. But as for you, you meant it for evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. And, and, and these, these are scriptures that we've read, that we've read, you know, many times. And just want to po- point out a few things. When Joseph died, fear gripped his brothers. So that tells me where did their security lie? It lied in Joseph. Sorry, it lied in Jacob. Because perhaps they were saying in their, in their mind, you know, was the kindness that Joseph showed to us previously because my father was still alive? And he showed us kindness just to please Jacob. So that, that, that was at the back of their mind. And if you bear in mind their journey, and Joseph's journey actually, it was a, it was a, a mighty journey that they went through. You know? And when, when uh, Jacob died, their fear was exposed. It was exposed. They, 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 they knew that actually their security, their ultimate security was in their father, Jacob. And that's the danger. When, when we place security on other things and not on God, when these things are taken away, all of the old attributes that, 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 we, that we had, the old man will come and find us. The fear, the insecurity, the anxiety, and all manner of things will come and find us. But then it goes, then, then Joseph said, which is, 
which is, which is powerful and very fitting for, for what we're sharing. He says, do not be afraid, for I am in the place of God. So in other words, I know who I am in God. I know um, the journey that I've been in and how, the God has, how God has worked in my life. All the things that you have done, I don't feel threatened about them anymore. You know, I'm, they, they, God has dealt with them. And, and this, is, this, is, this is the powerful thing. The, when we come to the Lord and when we are walking in the Lord and, and acknowledge him as security over our life, the things that we previously had and the things that were previously um, bugging us, if you like, or, or keeping us down or oppressing us, we know they're not there. But the skill is to allow God to continually be a part of that process and not to try and go through that process ourselves. Amen. It, it, the, the outcome, we will be worse for it if we do go through that battle ourselves. We know these, but sometimes we need to be reminded. And what it revealed as well is where Joseph was at as well. The forgiveness that, that Joseph had had nothing to do with Jacob. You know, I said earlier on that, you know, they, they may have thought that. They may have thought that, you know, uh, Jacob is still alive and he's just showing us kindness. But actually had nothing to do with that. You know, God had already done a work in him. You know, a mighty work in him. God's will be accomplished. God's will will be accomplished. And that's exactly what happened here. You know, as, as, as I sort of read earlier on, you know, you, you meant it for evil, but God had a plan. And he has a plan for our life. And, and in order for us to go th through that plan and, and, and enjoy the ride, if you like, or enjoy that, that, that process that he's taking us through, God's got to be our security in that. Amen. It's got to be our security. Just to summarise, as I kind of uh, begin to close of, of what, I've, what I've shared, and I, and I pray that the message has spoken to you today, and I pray that, 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 that we're reminded of, of who God is in our lives and what he has done for us and where he has taken us from, and where he will take us to. The first point is that, that in summary, I've, I've said here is um, there is a big difference in outcomes between being secure in ourselves and being secure in God. Being or not being secure in God affects everything that we do. Our interaction with others, you know, in our in our workplaces, in our homes. Um, you know, the way we share the, 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 the gospel with others, you know, the, the, the ability to use our finances, the ability to, uh, to work for the Lord and to do and to serve the Lord.
and the, the ability not to run ahead of ourselves, but to allow God to, to work in, in every situation that we find ourselves. And I think ultimately is, is, is to know that God is in control and he's steering the ship. You know, he's steering us through the, the different journeys that, that we all have. All of us in here will have different journeys. But the trials, I believe, the trials and the tribulations that we face will be very similar, you know. They, they, they will be finances, they will be relationships, they will be um, uh, fears and concerns and health, you know. But the, the Lord is in those. God's, the Lord has got your back, you know, in all of those. Amen. And just to finish off, Corinthians 5.21. And this is a scripture, again, that I've been looking at and meditating on for, for, for a while now. And, it, and this is, um, uh, yes, yeah, sorry, yes, yeah, Second Corinthians 5.21. It says, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Amen. God bless you. Amen.